this what should be the fourth uh, should be the fifth actually making it up this should be the fifth um, podcast of five better podcast uh, as you know the idea is that we take a song uh, uh, that we feel is a classic uh, and then we have to the, find five better songs than that around a theme so in the past we've had yellow uh, by Coldplay and the other songs had to have a colour in the title. Um, MC Hammer, You Can't Touch This, the theme was uh, The Senses, so we had uh, songs with different senses in there. Um, and uh, and then Despacito, Foreign Language Songs, and then last week we had songs with food, uh, and American Pie was a classic. However, um, and this is no, no making it up at all, this was the weirdest thing, but about just as we were wrapping up the podcast, just as we were saying our farewells and our uh, so longs and toodaloos, <laughs> Garage Band just decided to vomit on our rider down and um, <laughs> and put up a sign that said something along the lines of Garage Band can't be buggered anymore. And then it closed <laughs> yeah. and we lost everything. We, lo- we lost it all, didn't we? And that was the two hours, two hours nearly, well, an hour and a half of, of, of a fine work. It's a bit like our lost tapes, isn't it? It's like when bands have the lost sessions. Yeah. And, uh, we're gonna. It will be hopefully someday. Garage band will find it and we sort of reproduce it and go. Yeah, look, we got. Look, this amazing recording we had. Yeah. I but think... by that point, we'd have, we'd have told to bugger off because we're yeah. not reliable. Sort of garage band, you buggers. So yeah, we probably will return to American Pie and and songs with food in. But at, at the end of last week, when it all went wrong. And Garage Band punished me uh, and us. Really, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't face doing it again. I just. Uh, I thought. <laughs> I thought it would have been horrendous. So we decided to. Um, we decided to put that one off and uh, and come back to that at at a later date. I forgot to say. Sorry, forgot to say. Joining me again this week, as, uh, as always. As always. Um, is Guy Merry. Uh, say hello, Guy. Hi, Guy. Um, we've got a good song on me this week. I quite like this song. Yeah. Um, and can I give a bit of a... I want you to introduce it, but can I give a bit of a, bit of a story behind it? I'll keep it quick. Go on, okay. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do the quick introduction of the song. Yeah, so well, this... I, well can, I, can I say why this, we chose, well, why this song came about? Because I went to Margate recently. No, no, and before, no. before anyone goes... If ever you say Margate, there's a song that instantly pops up, and it's not that song. We're not doing Chas and Dave's uh, notorious third best hit, <laughs> Down to Margate. And if you could tell me two other hits you're thinking of that I think are second to be better, Jim, what's, the, what's, what's one of the two that I'm thinking of that are better than Down to Margate? Uh, Rabbit. Oh, that's a good... Yeah, that is one. That actually, yeah, that is it. Um, and then yeah. what's, the, what's, the, what's number one, though? Um, it's not your obvious one. Uh... What's on the end of your stick, Mick? The one for the drummer. <laughs> no, no, not that. Gotcha. Oh, no, there's three better songs. <laughs> anyway, you can probably guess it's, there's quite a few songs better than uh, Down to Margate. No, the, oh, Snooker Loopy. Um, of course. Oh, uh, my next guess would have been the, um, the, the, uh, the follow-up to Snooker Loopy, which I forget now, but was a marvellous tune, I seem to remember. Potty Pauly. Um, yeah. yeah. It was that to Margate, and that, so that, and that song comes to mind, but uh, that wasn't the song. But the, the famous uh, Only Fools and Horses episode when they're doing a Beano to Margate, uh, that, that's the reason why this song came to my head. Um, and there's a famous montage of them, uh, Del Boy and that lot, mucking around on the, sort of the, the, the seaside front, um, and they play this song. So uh, it's a good song, isn't it, Jim? So over to you, Jim. What is it? It is. So uh, it's, a, it's a great song. It's... Um... Not only from Only Fools and Horses, but it is from another movie as well. Um, it is uh, Everybody's Talking by uh, by Nielsen, uh, and this uh, this is a great song. I I too have a, a love for this song. I I got uh, when I did a B Tech in performing arts, I got a distinction for singing this song. Um, so it's right in my vocal range, bizarrely. 
Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind People stopping still I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes I'm going where the sun keeps shining Through the pouring rain Oh wow, that Harry Nilsson song is brilliant, isn't it? It's such a, it's got such a lovely melody to it. I love the, I think the guitar playing is what kind of makes that. Yeah. Uh, that song, what it is, I mean, it, start, it kicks off with it, isn't it? And it's just kind of, it's a constant kind of drive of the song. Yeah, um, I love the sadness in it. I think yeah, his voice it, is so. It doesn't sound, it doesn't for me feel like a sad song. Though. No, but I think his the tone of his voice is so sad. Yeah. And I. Would, uh, I really like that. It's like kind of his voice really adds to the sort of, you know, just the confusion that he's feeling almost. It's again, again, another song we're choosing, which he didn't, he didn't write. And it's again, and it's a song that's been recorded by a few different people. And we've mentioned that over the last few episodes about different versions of song. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Cliff and we've mentioned that uh, last episode. Um, but this is clearly the definitive version, isn't it? Mm. This is, this is the one you will find if you, if you, if you Google it. Uh, this is the one that kind of comes straight up because it is it is the better version. It's the best one. The beautiful South did a version, didn't they? Back in the yeah, the, I quite like it actually. Actually, theirs wasn't bad, but because I like her and his voice, sort of. Yeah, I'm um, a massive fan of Paul Heaton. Um, I saw him at the Beat yeah, Festival a few years ago, and and yeah, uh, it, and I've I've always liked him. I love the House Martins, and I yeah, uh, and I I did really love the Beautiful South. And then when he I saw his solo stuff at. Um, at the V Festival, and I thought he was the best, best artist I saw at the festival. So, yeah, no, he's a good voice. But I mean, <clears throat> Harry Nilsson's a an odd one, isn't he? Because I don't think he'd he had a few he had a few hits, and then he kind of disappeared. He sort of fell into textbook nineteen seventies. I'm going to take a lot of drugs and drink a lot kind yeah. of vibe. Him and John Lennon did that famous like long weekend, which turned into like an eighteen month massive bender. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they just they just drank and philandered their way around New York, I think. Um, <laughs> if anyone else calls Nielsen a massive bender, there's going to be problems. <laughs> uh, but I love, so I like that sort of mythology about him. I think he hung out with the Beatles, he hung out with John Lennon. Um, His other big, big hit was, uh, I can't live if living is without you, isn't it? do Yeah, and again, another song he didn't write, but, yeah. um, and obviously was made... In fact, the fact that was made way more famous by uh, was it Mariah Don't Mariah, Carey. Mariah, Mariah Carey's nice pair of Carey's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was sad though because I didn't really. Uh, apart from that song and the song you just mentioned, um, I didn't actually. And obviously the John Lennon sort of connection. I didn't know much about him until about about ten years ago. Was it or eight or nine years ago? There was a documentary released about like um, about him. Mm. Um, sort of, he he was quite a dude actually, quite a, quite a nice guy, and I think. Um, yeah, he was quite well respected for having a good voice. Mm. Um, I think his voice is quite distinct, and I think um, what you mentioned about his voice is quite melancholic. Yeah, um, you know his voice, and I think um, there's only a few a few people that have that kind of an instant recognition. And again, we talked about on the Lost episode last week um, the late great Glenn Campbell, who you instantly would recognise his voice whenever he sings. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a bit of a shame about him last week, wasn't it? A little shame. The theme this week, obviously, we've got everybody's talking. The theme is about communication. So we've got to find five songs that have something referencing uh, a form of communication in the title. The last episode, we absolutely the last, the last couple, uh, the, the one you may have heard, episode three, we were in the pub. Uh, Jim and I were face to face drinking ale, um, and this yeah. time we're back on <laughs> Skype. That didn't end well. That ale. <laughs> the ale, right? It, it came out at one point and then it's ended somewhere. <laughs> Certainly wasn't pretty around here, I can tell. You. It was, no, it definitely wasn't pretty down 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 south either. <laughs> uh, Jim, I am currently drinking. I'm showing you via my little video screen. Um, it is little, and I'm not. I know. I'm not shy about this. It's little premium gin, Hortus Artisan, dry gin, fifteen pound bottle. Have some of that. 
that's that's not bad, and it's got artisan in the in the name, so they're not silly. You can't, well, I mean, you can't got, go wrong so with that. Little, I've got a bit of fever tree uh, kind of tonic water with it, so I've got you know. <laughs> The tonic is the key, I find. With gin and Com- tonic, compliments getting quite nice, I must admit. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's decent, and that, that gin's—it's—it's it's a nice gin. That I think we may have won a couple of awards. So um, I noticed just on the the Skype there, I can see you've got a lime segment in there, just to really. Yeah, I'm chucking a lime, and I'm going to bring, 80s, bring but... out the flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go for it. Well, this week. I shall mostly be drinking. I've kind of I've doubled down this week. Um, well, there's two things. Obviously, I'm I'm off on holiday uh, in a couple yep. of hours, and I uh, have to drive to the um, uh, to the airport. So I'm not getting completely wham a sandwich. Um, I am, however, having a, a couple of drinks because I will be sleeping. So first off, I had a uh, an ale. I had a, a bottle of ale. I had a badger ale called Champion. And it was yeah. really champion, I tell thee. Put up a champion. It was nice, refreshing. Um, so that was good. And now I've moved on to um, a bottle of red wine. Uh, not the entire bottle. I just had some dregs <laughs> left over from, from last night. It's, uh, it's your classic Campo Viejo or Campo oh, Viejo Rioja. Um, lovely. But lovely. it's the reserver for 12, uh, of 2012. Um, and the reason I bought this is because for some reason in the shop down the road, they sell it for the same price as the normal one, when normally it's a little bit more expensive. So that's a win right there. Oh, look at that, that's look at that, Jim. Right you've, you've, you've sniffed that out, haven't you? <laughs> I have literally <laughs> sniffed that out and literally <laughs> polished off the bottle. So there was about a glass worth in the bottom there. So I've had that yeah. on top of that, just in case any police people are listening or any, anyone is listening and worried. That I might be um, drunk driving, uh, not right. at all. Um, got it on making sure that fine. I'm not. That's not to say I haven't been drinking like an Egypt for the last <laughs> bloody two weeks. I can't honestly. I can't stop at the moment. I'm just punishing the red wine, the gin and tonic. It's the summer holidays, mate. That's what, that's what happens. It's true. That's it's true. the. The, the big problem before we get serious again in September um, so listen that's <clears> booze talk we've got the song we've got to find five songs better uh, it's you know it, it, we've had a couple of you know Despacito we, we, I think we, before we even started that we thought yeah we don't like we're not a big fan of that song uh, we can easily find five better I think we did and I think we've got our hands kind of uh, well, I think a tricky with, situation with Despacito one week, of the things that, that there is with Despacito is when we're trying to find five better Despacito is the biggest selling song of all time, which uh, yeah. which is, yeah. it's got to have something. Um, have boy, but we've got we've got a new um, we've we're bringing something new to the party this week, aren't we? And, and you're going to well, tell us all about that. Again, this is now now we've got five categories, which in case uh, for new listeners, going to run those down again. So every song has a category, so it falls into um, one of these five. So I'll run down what they are. So you got. And I'll give numbers, and I'll explain to why I've got numbers in a second. So number one is musically better. So a song we think is musically better than everybody's talking. So we're looking at kind of the, maybe the structure of the song or the music, uh, sort of the music itself or the, the instruments that are used. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is the memory. So Jim and I might talk about a memory we had or about a certain song uh, that is better than everybody's talking. Number three, we're looking at an obscure song. Uh, or maybe not, it doesn't have to be obscure like no one's heard of it. It could be just not, not just a massive song. Um, or like a charted song and number four is a guilty pleasure we know what those are um, songs you shouldn't perhaps like but do and number five is like a classic it could be like a classic pop song or classic because it's popular add it down as popular right so it was just so well I popular well popular can be a classic I suppose can't it yeah um, but we'll yeah, see how so we go with that because mine's yeah. popular <laughs> well that's, that's fine that's fine I mean yeah um, and so they've got numbers one two three four five but um so what we're going to do this time is we're going to, we're, I'm going to roll a dice. I've got a dice uh, app as well. You've got a dice as well? Oh, yeah. we've both got a dice app. Dice app makes the killing out of it. It's free though, isn't it? it um, <laughs> so no way I was paying for the dice app. I was going to, <laughs> I'd rather bloody make my own dice. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we this time then, Jim? So what will happen is I'll roll a dice perhaps for Jim on your turn. I'll tell you what it is. Number one, for example, you, that's your, you, you've then got to talk about the song that's musically better. Mm-hmm. And obviously, then Jim rolls for me, but if that number comes up again, we can't have it, I roll, you roll again. 
So eventually we'll have. Five. And can we not? Have to, I thought we could have the same numbers because we've got. Um. Well, I don't know. We could. Why don't we try it so we don't we don't re- repeat the categories? What do you reckon? All right. What was what was number six again? Sorry. Oh, so number six. Oh, I didn't say six, did I? So if, if we roll six, that's that is then. Um, if we make it, it's a it's a it's a wild card. But whose wild, wild card, card is it? Is it the you wild card for me, or do I wild card for you? Um, so, go wild card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you, always, you always call me something. <laughs> My pet name is a wild card. Really you're, you're always a joke. Um, why don't you make it the person who's rolling for the for the other person has to then they can choose they one. They can choose, yeah. yeah. And, the, and that, that can be the one that maybe has already been taken, but they can just say, oh, let's hear your musical then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, there you I go. Like then that. it's, yeah, up, that's good. It's up to the opponent. Now now it's competition time. Okay. So okay, you're, so you're starting this week, aren't you? Oh, man, so am I? I'm going to roll for you. Go on in. I roll for you. There's a song in there somewhere. Okay, so I'm pressing the app now. You've got a five. And, and you've got five. What was that again? A classic or popular, as you said. So, um. Because <laughs> I've ruined uh, it. Classic, classically popular. <laughs> Public classic. <laughs> a popular classic. There you go. Classic, there you go. Right, that's the category. Right, number five. Popular classic. Coming in at number five. Coming at you. Jim, this song. It's better than Harry Nielsen. Uh, and I've referenced one of the people uh, already tonight um, who's in the band. And this is the Beatles, Twist and Shout. Well, shake it up, baby, now. Shake it up, baby. Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Come on, come on, come on, come on, baby, now. Come on, baby. Come on. Well, there's one thing that makes that song better. And it's John Lennon's vocals. He absolutely <laughs> he kills that song. He murders it. He dances on his grave. <laughs> he gets it out of the ground again. Stamps on it. Shouts again in his face. I mean... He finds a real gruffness in his voice, doesn't he? It's... He's got a rasp. And I suppose, you know, and if, if you're... I mean, I love the Beatles. And I'm quite a massive fan of the Beatles. And I think what, I, what, what was common... and What was, was a notable thing about that song is that George Martin, the producer, was sort of... Uh, they recorded that album, um, Please Please Me, um, sort of really quickly. I think it was maybe in uh, I think a, week, a week or two. And that, and that was one of the last songs they recorded, uh, Twist and Shout. And again, it's not, it's not one of their songs. This is an old song, um, a 1961 song. Right. Do you know um, who by? I do, yeah. It was written by Phil Medley and Burt Burns. Because um, I... It was originally recorded with Top Notes, but it was uh, obviously in the Anthony Brothers. Because um, I had it on an album, I used to love this song. My mum and dad had an album when I was growing up, and it was an album by The Searchers. And this was like I used to hammer this song on the record player on The Searchers album, and I always thought yeah. it by the, was by The Searchers. And I did, for, I did go to school with it, with a lad who um, tried to convince me that Twist and Shout was written by Salt and Pepper because they did a version of it on their album, Assault with a Deadly Pepper that Push It is from, and he was desperately trying to tell me that it was salt and pepper. God. Um, I'd have so, shat on him if he said that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he was, he was lucky he was a little weedy idiot, because uh, otherwise I would have literally pooped on his hey, head. You, can't, you cannot say to someone, the classic song, The Beatles Twisted <laughs> Down, which is always, that's only the third version of the song being recorded, was, was actually recorded by two, <laughs> I, two I, American, just, I can't believe I can't believe that John Lennon and Paul McCartney and Harrison and Starr had the audacity to cover um, a classic by Salt and Pepper. I can't believe they, they went forward in time, Quantum Leap style, to, to look at it. <laughs> Maybe it's a bit like Nicholas Lindhurst in uh, Good Night, Sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite. They went, they went forward in time, realised that uh, that's where the money was. They went back in time again, down a corridor, <clears> where it was. It was, it was the same bit of uh, cobbled streeting as well. Apparently, that they went down. It's always they cobbled. crossed. They crossed Lindhurst on the way through. 
<laughs> Maybe that's what they're doing when they're crossing the road in the Abbey Road, though. So. That's exactly what they're doing. Before they, walking there, Lindhurst. In time to, uh, if you send that photo, like a sort of panoramic shot, you see Lindhurst there. Going the other walking way. His, <laughs> walking here with his Rodney jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this, the song, so I've, I've got to correct myself here. I've made a, I've made a boo-boo. The, the, the album was recorded actually in 13 hours. Ten songs they recorded for that album, Please Please Me, in 13 hours. And the last song they recorded was Twist and Shout. And he did it in one take, but by that point he had a cold, uh, Lennon apparently, and he was trying to soothe his sort of throat. And that's why um, he sounds so like he's a sort of a, sort of a raucous, mm. a rasping rocker. Um, it's, br- it's, br- it's brilliant, brilliant song. It's also uh, featured in the, the awesome Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Well, this, uh, this is another reason why, again, again, we talk about films and songs. That's, isn't that iconic, that moment where he's sort mm. of... He's, He's lip syncing it. It's brilliant. Love it. I love it. Um, and it's a, it's a short song. It's not it's not a long song. Um, yeah. But and it absolutely for 1963 they actually belted it out. Yeah. It's a, it's a, just a. I don't know. I don't get bored of hearing it. And there's a lot of the Beatles stuff. I kind of go. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that so many times. Skip it on. Uh, I've heard this track loads of times, but I don't skip it. I I, I listen to it. Um, it's it's also it's just about letting go and having a dance and and. Kind of losing yourself, isn't it? It's oh just yeah, and just know, shake it and it's not—it's it's nonsensical, but it's not about lyrically being better, is it? It's, no. it's about the feeling and the mood of the piece and the kind of the. That's what I mean. It's like it's the energy, just, isn't it? The whole song is just like it, the message in the song is just here's some fantastic music. Just lose it. Just twist and shout, dance, shout, enjoy yourself. Three, like really throw yourself into it. And you could, so I love the call and response for the. Um, you know, work it on out, work it on out. I mean, it's proper sort of, it's really kind of cool 60s music, cool 60s kind of like um, sort of performance, isn't it? And yeah. I love the vocals. I mean, I think George Harrison, you hear quite a lot sort of doing backing vocals and that. It's quite a harsh, scouse sort of sound. Yeah. Um, uh, sort of voice. But yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a, it's a banging tune. It um, is an awesome, it's, awesome it's, it's completely different to everybody's talking. So it's, we're not comparing them in terms of style, but... Um, just as a song, I mean, I, you know, that's the song I'll go, yeah, you know, tap foot, nod the head. Mate, I might even twist and shout, Jim, you know, I think, whatever, whatever I feel. I think it's one of those songs, if, if, and there are people out there who say that they don't particularly like the Beatles or, you know, they, they want to say they prefer the Rolling Stones or, and I went through a phase where I sort of said, oh, the Stones are better, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, but it's that, it's, it's the sort of song that is. I mean, it's it's a proper rock and roll song. Yes, yeah. it's, it's absolutely rock and roll. And when you you know, when you, if you are one of these people who are kind of going, I prefer it. I prefer my rock harder. And you know, the, the Rolling Stones were much more edgy. And you know, yeah, the Beatles yeah. are all bloody. Oh, I live in Penny Lane, and all oh, there's some strawberry fields in the back of my house, and all of this stuff. Mm. Which I mean, admittedly, a great song. Don't get me wrong, but. This just this is just rock and roll. This is just Lennon oh, yeah. McCartney, nineteen sixties. This is rock and roll. We're doing we're doing a British version of of what the Americans have been doing. Yeah, and it sounded fresh as well. I mean, it still, mm. it still sounds fresh to, to now. I mean, again, this is all sort of made, you know. I don't think there would have been anything without George Martin, the sort of the fifth Beatle. So I think it, the the production on this is brilliant. It's, it really kicks. Yeah, and and they're, and they're also so tight by this point because they've been they've done the Hamburg years. Um, not the Elvis Presley Hamburg years. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles Hamburg. Hamburg. <laughs> um, so they were like, you know, they'd, they'd been rehearsing, playing for about two, three years at this point, and they were so tight. And I think this song is like, you know, this album is like, yeah, we've arrived. I've got a mop top. I've got a pair of cool trousers and a nice suit. And yeah. I'm going to shout. And uh, yeah, this is a cool song. It's brilliant. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on this. I had it as one, one of mine. I didn't have it as the same category. Yeah. So I'm hoping I don't get... Um, the category well, I had. Let, shall we have a look and see what your category next category is? And it's my turn to throw your dice. Are you ready? Yeah, go on, go for it. Digital dice, digital dice. Boom, dun, dun, dun. Boom. Digital dice. Oh, digital dice is frozen. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish. Ter- no, Terry Wogan was Irish. The Jamaican Terry Wogan's back. <laughs> oh, uh, Les Dawson Wogan. <laughs> um, digital dice has said. 
Jim, category number one, which is musically better. <laughs> which is oh, why oh, I had Twist and Shout. Yeah. Um, That's exactly. Go on, you, uh, roll another one, because there's, there's no, uh, like, there's, I mean, I've got other songs I could throw in there, but oh, roll Jim, another I'm, one, because I've picked five good ones, I think. Nick and Terry Wogan's not happy about this. Yeah, Terry. <laughs> and it's, from, it's also from Teesside as well. Uh, um, you. Okay, it's a six, it's a wild card. I'm going to ask you, Jim, to give me your guilty pleasure, please. <laughs> yes, good, I'm glad about this. Uh, okay, guilty pleasure about communication. There's only one place you can go. <laughs> You've always preferred his brother, but I, I have always liked Lionel Richie, and it's his song, Hello, Let's Have a Listen. Hello, I've just got to let you know, cause I wonder where you are, and I wonder what you do, are you somewhere feeling lonely, or is someone loving you? So there we have it, the awesome Hello by Lionel Richie. Um, uh, this is this is a really good song. It's a really, really good song. The only problem is that because I think of um, maybe Lionel Richie's hair, um, <laughs> maybe his... I don't know, he went through a phase, Lionel Richie, where he was considered like quite quite cheesy or... Yeah, definitely, or, he was. Um, um, but I think, I think you so, say about the hair. The, hair, the hair's fantastic. The hair's awesome. The, th the thing is, his hair um, was awesome, but hair when he was in the Commodores, I mean, was just out of this world. It was it was enormous. Um, it, was a, it was a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, it, I think... Things like he got really into We Are the World, didn't he? And it was like mm. really kind of, and and that had a kind of American cheese to it. Whereas, uh, do they know it's Christmas? Was the kind of edgier, rocky yeah, version yeah, of yeah. it. But it, it, nothing to be said really for the fact that this is just a, a great song. It's uh, you know it was no, it, it reached number one in the Billboard charts. Um, I don't think it reached number one in Britain. Actually, I think it got to number three. Um, yeah, but it. <coughs> oh, no, it did. No, you got to number, you got to number one UK singles. I did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. No, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, and I think it's um, when I was when I did my BTEC performing arts that I mentioned earlier. We studied this as a song, mm. and uh, <coughs> the music teacher told us that there were kind of songs that kind of went just straight along, songs that kind of went. Uh, had a rising sort of element yeah, to yeah. them, and then like the chorus would the, the the verse would rise to the chorus, and then it would peak, and then it would drop. And, it, and there were songs that kind of went up and down, up and down, up and down. And this and those were the kind of musically better, um, mm. you know, better composed songs. And and this was one of them when we were studying it. I've explained that really badly, but I've, I, I know got, what you mean. You got to understand. He's, that. he's a good ago. songwriter as well, Lionel Rich, isn't he? With the Commodores and um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think people no, forget that, or people don't realise that he was the the driving force behind the Commodores, and, and yeah. that, the you know they had some fantastic songs, uh, like really, really good. And this is like this is kind of like, I suppose a bit of a um, because it's a minor chord. It's dance. It's quite a sad song. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a love song. Quite unrequited. Um, is it unrequited? I want to tell you how much I love you, isn't it? So yeah, it's kind of a, it's a yeah, it's that kind else. of you you need love. Is it me you're looking for? I mean, I think I think the video didn't do it any favors either. Really, it's that, that it's that classic yeah, video of the blind girl who makes awful, a clay model, and at the end they get and Lionel Richie's like the teacher, isn't he? And it's like, sir, yeah. I think you better come in and see this. This girl's made a made a clay model of something that looks nothing like you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this really weird clay model of I, I don't know what, but it's not Lionel Richie, that's for sure. It's his brother. It's his brother, Mabulza. Well, Mabulza, that was the reference you made before the song started. So if anyone doesn't know, Mabulza Richie is his brother. Uh, it's a long-standing joke. I'm sure you can work. You, you can fill in the gaps. 
Um, <laughs> it's a long-standing joke that I've lived my life by since you taught it to me about 20 years ago. <laughs> it's never not. That's, that's the point with that. Um, it's true. And you, can stay, you can slip it in as it is, and, uh, and it's with someone who doesn't know it, and then you, you, let, you let it fester with them. If they don't get it, they're not worthy of it. Exactly. It's true. I've, d- I've done that a lot. I've done that a lot. I've <laughs> left it out there with people, and they just look at me like I'm weird and walk off. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, who the hell is Lionel Richie, and who? Why is is this person's brother called Mabuza? Doesn't make sense. Um, and some some bloke trying to work out if it was an African name or something. It's just like, oh come on, Mabuza Richie, get over it. <laughs> are they? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I know what you mean. He's he from the eighties. That's quite an iconic eighties song, isn't it? And I think yeah. it, people, people poo pooed it for its kind of terrible video, uh, awful message in the video, awful kind of hair. And it's, it's the season. awful acting in the video from him, isn't it? It's the way he it's sings really... along with it. He kind of goes, "Hello." Oh yeah, um, and I think you think you, you, expect, you would expect him to be an actual a bit of a git, but I think mm. having watched him recently, like recent years, he, he's a real fun guy, isn't he? He comes across really well in interviews. And when he came out with that um, uh, Destiny album, that was like a really good album that was quite yeah. underrated, but it was quite dancey. You know, that yeah. was kind of mid nineties, wasn't it? And that was a, yeah. you know, that was a really good album. There you go, um, dance on the ceiling, that's a cracking tune. <clears throat> oh what a feeling. Yeah, exactly. Again though, awful video. Yeah. To kind of utilise some sort of technology to make it look like they were dancing on the ceiling. Um but no, this uh, I mean this song is uh this is a brilliant, brilliant song. I think uh if you forget the video, if you it, well, even if you don't want to forget the video, because it's a bit of a laugh. But as a song, it's, it's I just think it's it's really good. There's a lot of kind of that teenage heartache in there. There's a lot yeah. of, you know, it, it it registers with people. And Lionel's got a lovely voice as well. You know, it's something we keep coming back to is people's voices. Um, yeah. But uh, I've got it as a guilty pleasure, but I could argue that it's music you Better, I, I, yeah, I could see it being music better. Than it. Yeah, but you know, it's a song that it's a song. I suppose it's so ingrained in our consciousness as like mm. when we grew up in the eighties that you sort of think, oh god, yeah, yeah oh god, it's a, not. It's a, bit, it's a bit of a naff song, but that, but I think you're right. It is um, musically. I think it's better than uh, Harry Nilsson, but um, but it should give it a pleasure. I think yeah, I'll go with that. That's, that's, a, that's a good move there, Jim. Okay, excellent. So we're both t- two we're good songs there. Eh? Rocketing along, so that, so we've had a classic, we've had a classic, pop, <clears throat> a classic, and a, a guilty pleasure. Okay, so I'm going to roll the old bajimbas. Well, uh, it's come up three. Uh, obscure, obscure, yeah, obscure. Um, yeah, obscure. this is this is um so th- a theme of communication in a song. This song is called "Don't Talk." Put your head on my shoulder. It's not. It's not a one of their hits. It's not a popular song. It's off one of their. It's probably their famous album. Their most famous album, Pet Sounds, and it's the Beach Boys. Um, don't talk. Put your head on my shoulder. Let's have a listen. Being here. Probably my one of my favourite albums. Um, mm. I saw Brian Wilson play at Camp Festival a couple of weeks back. Went to the kids and stuff, and um, and I've seen him perform that album over the sort of fifteen years, about three times or four times now. Um, and this is one of the album tracks, which you know, is it's one of the ones you could probably a lot of people go, yeah, it's all right. Kind of just you know, it's just it's a listen. It's one of the ones linking between you know a couple of the real, real good songs that are on there. But I mean, I think all the album is brilliant. Um, and this is one of the earlier tracks, but it's only one of the two songs in the album which he, he's the only one singing, and uh, it's no, there's no one else getting in. It's, his brothers aren't there. Um, Al Jardine isn't there. Mike Love isn't sort of lead, who's who's probably most known as being the voice of the of the Beach Boys. Yeah. 
But this song, it's just a, it's a real haunting song. It sort of kind of just kind of starts off quite, and again, it's another song that's quite sort of sad. Um, and he's, in terms of the theme of communication, the song is really about saying nothing not, and not having to say anything. It's about sort of non-verbal communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I can hear, it was the first line, I can hear so much in your sighs and I can see so much in your eyes. There are words we both could say, but don't talk, put your head on my shoulder. Um, you get, and it's lovely, but it's kind of like about a relationship that you, you don't always have to talk. Yeah, um, which I suppose is quite positive, but the sort of the, musically it sounds quite sort of so, uh, sad. And, you know, this sort of the, I can listen to your heartbeat, listen, listen, listen. And it's, it's, I suppose it is a love song, um, but the songs <clears throat> lyrics weren't written by the Beach Boys. They're written by a guy called Tony Asher for that album, um, who's won obviously loads of awards because of it. Um, and this, what I like about this, and this is a good link to what we talked about earlier about Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell was a, a bunch of musicians who were part of the Wrecking Crew in the 60s, these LA musicians. And in 66, he recorded the sounds, Glenn Campbell's guitar. Uh, and he's, he's on all the album. Um, and obviously we know Glenn Campbell then just was part of the Beach Boys for about sort of five, six years. He sort of joined them for a bit when they toured. Um, so he had great musicians. The whole album is, is so well, yeah, it's really well produced. Um, it's got, be- obviously beautifully, it's, it's uh, beautifully, musically, it's mm. beautiful. Um, well, we used to hammer. We used to hammer pet sounds um, when we used to go surfing. I mean, as, as sad as it yeah. sounds, you know, we're, oh, we we'll go surfing. Let's play the Beach Boys, Yay. but it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's another one that you introduced me to, really, um, because obviously I could have told you that you know, surfing USA and you know the, yeah. the, the kind of the, the biggies. Uh, but then when you when you kind of get get into it and listen to something like pet, pet sounds you kind of understand how good the beach boys actually were and uh you know you, you're not just getting those cheesy sort of summertime blonde hair california well this tunes. this is just this is the album in 1966 <clears throat> that kind of kick-started mm. uh you know kick-started music and being kind of songwriting as being really important and integral for, in popular music um as I remember from reading the sleeve, isn't it? He wrote it as a as an answer to um, uh, yeah. one of the Beatles albums. I can't remember yeah, which one. Um, is it the White Album? It's Revolver. Revolver. Yeah, because then that yeah, because then it became like a bit of a bit of a two and fro between him and Macca and Lennon, because they, they they responded by writing Sgt. Pepper mm. after they heard Pet Sounds, uh, and they sort of both compl- compl- complimented each other, saying in terms of I mean, Paul McCartney thinks it's the best thing ever written pet sounds um and certainly like a track like god only knows yeah that's uh, i mean that's is, my favorite beach boy song i think that's a beautiful beautiful scene that's, that's, that's sort of track seven and this is track four so he's he's you know you, already you've got a great song wouldn't it be nice the opening track of pet yeah. sounds i mean this, this is what i like about this song is that it's part of a package it's part of pet sounds it's not it's not really a standalone track yeah it's being quite obscure um but uh, and it, and what also I like about it is it was like twenty three when he wrote this. <laughs> it was twenty bloody three. I think a twenty three. I think I just about learned how to write my name. <laughs> uh, Gary Barlow was only seventeen when he wrote a million love songs. No, thirteen. Well, uh, someone told me. Everyone loves Gary Barlow. Uh, it, it's not now, that was a fantastic <laughs> audition. Um, hello, Gromit. <laughs> um. And again, it's not it's not my favourite song off that album, but uh, I think it's it's just a, it, you know it's a it's a it's a classic song. It's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliantly well written song. It's um, a great song of a great album, and you you know you can't argue with that. And yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I'm I'm still not a million percent, and this is this kind of hurts me a little bit because I love Pet Sounds. I'm not still not sure it, maybe it is as good as everybody's talking. And that's I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in there as the as the introducer of this song. I'm still not 100% sure. I think maybe because of what else is on Pet Sounds, it's difficult yeah. to do to, to, to do that. I mean, maybe this is this is falling slightly short because, I don't know, I mean, Pet Sounds itself tells a story, doesn't it? You know, it, it, it tells that story of, like, sort of late teenage, early 20s kind of mm. um, rites of passage. Yeah, and I think I think yeah, he's I don't know I'm not sure I'm not I'm, I don't know. I and again I'm arguing against myself here, but um, I think if we're going to talk, is this better than uh, 
better than everybody's talking. I think as it stands, I'm, we may have to put this on the sort of the side. Right, it's going to the back burners. Put the back burners. Is, Jim. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm big everybody's, everybody's talking that. as well has that kind of you know it's that sort of just sort of skips along, doesn't it? And with the lyric in it, skipping skipping across the ocean like a stone, and that that kind of mirrors yeah. the whole. Uh, the whole song, really, the whole idea with the song. I'm going to argue well. against you as well. I'm going to agree with you and argue against you and say, oh, I like everybody's that. talking. <laughs> everybody's talking about how it's a better song. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Everybody's talking for that song, and in this song, no one's talking. <laughs> Let's hear you talking now, Jim. So that, that was that was my second song. Um... Let's hear what you've got. Will you? Should we do? Yeah, let me roll your dice then, Jim. You ready? You can roll my dice. Oh, roll two. Memory song. There we go. Memory song. Okay. Okay. So, over to you, Jim. <clears throat> this is a brilliant song. Uh, uh, it's it, it's just an absolute classic. It's been covered many, many times. Uh, it's a classic reggae track. It is the awesome message to you, Rudy. Stop your messing around. So, message to you, really, there by uh, by the specials uh, is who I've got. I know it's a, it's a, a cover song that they did, but I think the definitive uh, version is by the specials. Off uh, again, another fantastic album, um, the the first specials album. But uh, and a shout out to Paul Lagerdeck for this because he introduced me to this album. Uh, it's actually called the specials by the specials. Uh, Paul Lagerdeck introduced me to this album. I always love the specials. There's, you know, there's their classic um, uh, "Too Much Too Young," and uh, you know, the other ones like that that we kind of know. And then Terry Hall went off to work with Banana Rama as the Fun yeah, Boy yeah. Three, and uh, and Ghost Town, obviously from the, from the specials. Um, but this song now, this I've put this as a memory song. Now this is a great song. Mm. I could have put this in anywhere, but uh, when I was about 18, I think, uh, I played, uh, uh, I went with some friends to play in a basketball tournament at Caster, um, right. and it was like a Butlins-style, Pontins-style holiday camp, and the idea was that there were loads of teams from all over the, the country, and they all went and stayed on this holiday camp, and then in, in the chalets, and then you went and played uh, basketball in the day, and the Saturday was um, uh, Saturday was the qualifying rounds and then the, all of the finals and you would played in different leagues and things like that and mm. and we went and uh, um, mainly down to me we got really drunk on the Friday night when we got there and I mean really drunk I mean we just we we were drinking till like kind of four in the morning five in the morning. And then we went to sleep and had to be up at seven to go to the venue to go and play these basketball games. So we had a terrible Saturday and uh, it, it all went wrong. We won. We managed to win two games, I think, but it, it all kind of went wrong. Yeah. And I do, I do kind of blame myself because I was probably the, the major drinking influence to the whole thing. But then that night, the Saturday night, there was this kind of party uh, going on and you could walk around to the chalets and different people were having different parties and we went into this one and they were playing um, they were playing like some really heavy sort of uh, uh, rap uh, I suppose you'd call it grime now but it wasn't because I mean we're talking like 20 years ago well definitely 20 years ago 22 years ago but it's like this really sort of deep rap sort of stuff going on that I'd never heard of and the DJ was playing and this one guy had a microphone he kept going oh Mr Selector Mr Selector he's selecting it nice he's selecting some nice tunes Mr Selector and then he kept going Mr Selector him is a rude boy Mr Selector him is a rude boy and this was going on for ages and then he went like 
after about an hour or so, I went, Mr. Selector, I found, Mr. Selector's found a tune. I found a tune for you myself, Mr. Selector. And then out of nowhere, through all this kind of deep rap and deep kind of heavy, like, reggae, I suppose, or hip-hop, uh, comes and it's like me and my mate started pissing ourselves because you know he's obviously been calling him a rude boy all night and then he's playing this is my message for you Rudy so that that's where the memory is and I, you know I've loved the song ever since it's it's always played uh, it's yeah, always around it's, it's a great song isn't it for the and it's also it's, it's, yeah, it's the specials is that and Ghost Town is the song you it's, it's synonymous with them isn't it yeah um. And also, I love the I love the term Rudy as well. It's mm. that, it sounds so inoffensive. It's just about yeah, rude boys, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which were sort of supposed to be, apart from looking quite cool, having great port by hats, they, got, they would have been naughty, weren't they? A bit, yeah. A bit, and it's a like, stop, stop being a rude boy because you <laughs> yeah. got, you got to straighten yourself out. Yeah, stop messing around. We're going to end up in jail. Um, yeah. it's, it's quite a positive song, isn't it, really? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like someone's dad telling you off. It's the antithesis of Ghost Town, which is like everything's shit and we're all doing rubbish. <laughs> whereas whereas uh, a message to you, Rudy, is look, stop being an idiot. Stop, yeah. stop pissing about. It's yeah. got that kind of bouncy reggae. Um, it's got... Uh, one of the things I love on reggae songs is the, the guitar kind of... The lead guitar only ever does a kind of janga, janga and it play, always yeah, plays yeah, it on the yeah. offbeat. And... Uh, I've often said my dancing is to the offbeat because um, some people say, <laughs> some people say that I struggle to find the real beat, but I claim that there's two beats, to, there's two two things to hit with every, well, every beat. There, and, there uh, is, well, the correct musical term is syncopation, so you, you're on the offbeat. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, message. Yeah, yeah. A lot of scar tunes is that, isn't it? It's great. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, All scar and reggae is basically played on the offbeat, and that's. Uh, I love it. it. It's great, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's quality. And they used to say, sorry, I'm looking up the um, the original song, I think it was like about 10 years previous. Yeah. Prior to that in 67, maybe 12 years ago. 12 years before 79 specials uh, released it. And uh, it's the same trombonist on both. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's brilliant. It's a, it's a classic sound as well. It's a, like you hear it, you know it. It's, you know, yeah. It's, and and the look of it as well, and the look of the the band when they perform, and like you say with yeah. with Terry Hall and stuff, and all that kind of just just a it was a proper group of, of not blokes, but like just a, it was a proper collective, wasn't it? The specials. Yeah, and I think for the at the time as well, it was really kind of it was breaking down. They were breaking down a lot of barriers, really. You know, they yeah. were they were through music. They were kind of saying. They were kind of breaking down the segregation barrier, weren't they? And yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe it's also it's thirty eight years old. Yeah. Jeez. Well, the, the, that version of the song is obviously a lot. It's old, but it's wowzers. Yeah, it's a it's a good tune. I like that. It is. I, I would say it's it's probably one of my all time favourites. That tune. Uh, I do love it. Uh, I love Terry Hall's. I always go back to the voice, but I think Terry Hall's kind of that depressed. I don't care, voice. <laughs> he, he looked he thoroughly miserable. He, yeah. had, he had more in common, I felt, with like sort of Robert Smith from The Cure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. His sort, of, his sort of eyes and his sort of almost like his eye eyeliner eyebrows, and he just he looked. He was he looked like the least pop star, pop star there was of the, of that era. And he, I suppose he's not really a pop star, but he kind of reminds me. Of, do you remember when we, we were at uni and we had to watch that? Um, those two guys. Uh, I think they were in Ridiculousness or something. Oh. And one of them yeah. we always called yeah, Unconvinced Man because everything he did, he had a look on his face <laughs> like, what the hell am I doing here? And they were doing those workshops. <laughs> yeah, and he was just thoroughly yeah. unconvinced by the whole situation. And everyone else was trying really hard. And he just wasn't it wasn't convinced. And there was at one point he had both feet in a bucket and was squatting down in the bucket with an unconvinced look on his face. Uh, yeah. And well, that, Terry, what, Terry Hall Terry reminds Hall, me of him. He'd, he'd equally been his own convinced, wouldn't he? Um, but he's done a lot of Terry Hall. He's, he's, he's been around. He's been like, he's worked with, as you mentioned, The Bananas, Lightning Scene, Shane O'Connor, Gorillaz. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, like, he's, 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 he's a proper godfather of British music, Terry Hall. I yeah. Think. He's, you know, he's always there in the background, isn't he? He's, you know, he's always kind of been... Involved and sort of, I, I think he's kind of always been on the cu cutting edge, really, with 
especially in the 70s and 80s, it was very much on the cutting edge of what music was about and, and quite kind of politically motivated as well and politically driven mm. and wasn't yeah. afraid to have a message. And, you know, Ghost Town is like a scathing uh, discussion on, you know, Britain in the in the 70s and 80s, isn't it? You know, yeah. that kind of beginning of Thatcherism and the, everything's kind of closing yeah, down. yeah, yeah. You know, that therefore leaves me with only one more choice, doesn't it? Which is the musically better. Yeah. Um, so uh, I think we could, we could definitely probably agree there's three better songs out of the four we've had so far. My one I'm not so sure about. Yeah, we're kind of a bit um, edgy on that. But I think if we do a rundown song. at the end, we might find some more if we do some... Uh... Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, uh, so you don't have to digital dice this, Jim. We've got one one category left. This is musically better. Okay. This, this is Nick Cave. It's, it's called Love Letter. Let's have a listen. Hope it does as I have planned Losing her again is more than I can be Kiss the cold white envelope Press my lips against her name Two hundred words we live in hope Sky hangs heavy with rain Love let her love Get a go, get her. Love let alone. That's, that's Nick Cave's love letter, or Nick Cave in the Bad Seed. Um, and that's from the 2001 album, No More Shall We Part. So it's 16 years old. And it's a ballad. You know, it's just, I think it's a lovely song. It's, I think it's musically beautiful. It's, it's, it's obviously sad. Um, it's about... Um, losing someone um and it's obviously his kind of he's you think of him as the protagonist in the song nick cave um it's and it's just such a beautifully composed song um you've got the sort of the violins coming at the end um the arrangement of it is quite it reminds me a little bit of kind of um uh robert kirby's arrangement with for nick drake's kind of albums um which i think i mentioned a couple of weeks back a couple of episodes ago <laughs> every episode <laughs> every, yeah, every episode from crowbar it in um but it is, it's, quite, it's just quite haunting. I mean, his voice, I think, first of all, Nick Cave's voice, is, 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 he's, he's got an amazing voice. I mean, he's, mm. sounds, he initially sounds kind of broken. Um, and I think with him, he's, he's quite a strange character, Nick Cave. I think he's... Yeah, he's, I was going to say, he's a really interesting he lives, guy. He lives in the UK. He's Australian, isn't Nick Cave? Yeah. He's been living in the UK for about 20-odd plus years. I think he's in Brighton. Um, so he's quite a sort of, you know, he's quite... Anglophone. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's Anglophone. Yeah, he, he, not that he's Australianism, but he's, but he also seems quite from a distant place as well. He's, he's, he's he lyrically writes. He's quite poetic in what he writes. And I think I think I actually think he's one of the best songwriters currently out there. Um, and the fact that he does his own thing, he tours with his band. He he, he can he's carved his own career out, mm. and he's not really compromised. And I think he's I think he's, he's quite he's, well, he's credible as an artist. Um, but this song, we I mean, love, love, let her go, get her, go, get her. Rain your kisses down upon me. Rain your kisses down in storms and for all who come before me in your slowly fading forms. I'm going out of my mind. Will leave me standing in the rain with a letter and a prayer whispered on the wind. I mean, it's just, it's just, it, it's so well, beautifully crafted. It? it just as uh, the words. Mm. Um, and then you have that kind of the sort of the lift of the song. You talked about kind of structure of the song towards the end. It kind of just lifts up and it's a, it's a bit more optimistic towards the end. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't think masses about Nick Cave and the uh, and the Bad Seeds. I I know a few of their songs. I, you know, I remember their, his song with Kylie Minogue, but yeah. he did he did another one that I always liked with, with his red right hand, um, mm. and he wrote that film, didn't he? The Proposition, which uh, oh yeah, um, he did, didn't Guy he? Yeah. Pierce, uh, and he was in, um, yeah. and uh, I think Ray Winston's in that as well. But that was a really good film. Um, yeah. But he's he, he's like kind of. It's quite arty, isn't he? He's like kind of he's the he's whole package. Yeah. He's he's like, and but I think with his songs, what I think he always does, and I think you were kind of mentioning it there, what he always does really well is he he's a very good storyteller in his songwriting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's you know he he all of his songs distinctively have that kind of that, that kind of story throughout them, don't they? Mm. Yeah, no, he's, he's he, and and you believe him as well. Mm. And that's, that's 
that's the key. I think a lot of the songs we've, well, you know, I'm not saying they're not any good now, because actually they are good songs you mentioned, but um, I think quite a few of them were never sort of written by the band or the, the artist um, who, who sort of performed them. And I think he's he's quite, you know, he's very much, I'm the auteur here. I do, mm. I, can do I can do it all. I can, it's Nick Cave, it's Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. You know, it's very yeah. much, it's him. It's his band. He writes it. He goes in the direction that he thinks he wants to go in. Um, you know, his songs can be as heartbreaking as this, or it could be as kind of a bonkers a lot of the other stuff when they're kind of going full force. But I think, he, and yeah, he can be a filmmaker, a director, actor. And I think it's, also, he's, a, he's a really credible musician. So I think one of the things I always found interesting was that the um, the other members of the Seeds family, obviously the Bad Seeds went with uh, yeah. Nick Cave, and uh, but um, uh, the Lightning Seeds. Obviously, uh, <laughs> the other members of the Seeds family went with Ian Brody. Um, and, and, well, you, know, you make your choices, Jim, at that point. It's you know. true. And they've probably well, made more money. You never know of, what uh, you're going to go into. Uh, it's coming <laughs> home. But, uh... I saw the Lightning Seeds play at campus. <clears throat> Speaking of the Lightning Seeds, they played. They were the uh, the the the, the out before uh, Brian Wilson. Um, he hasn't changed a bit. Ian Brody. He's got one of, the, he's got one of these looks that he's never going to change there. He looks no. like a he looks like a little old northern man, and he'll always well, look like a little I mean, old like northern he's man. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's, he still looks the same. He hasn't really changed. Like he still he still looks quite youthful. And I don't think there's any sort of like work happened there. I think it's just a bit of black black uh, hair dye. So you know, he's made enough money off of that bloody song. It's just true. Isn't um, that one of the ones that like David Bedil is one of the best selling artists ever because he was on that song. And <laughs> one of the worst sounding voices. Yeah. On so many so many <laughs> but at least he has the decency to admit I can't sing, but I've had a number one single, so in your face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Frank's going to desperately trying to sing, isn't it? Yeah, he, he loves <laughs> to sing, old Frank. He can't, he can't get enough of it. Um, and then obviously that, you know, Nick Cave was an artist as a, as a man, as a dad. He lost his kid and his, his son died about two years ago. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. In Brighton, yeah. So it was all quite sad about him and... Uh, yeah, um, and he and he's a bit he was quite big mates with Michael Hutchins. I think he's he's now the godfather to the daughter. Oh uh, yeah, time. yeah. Um, what's it called? And I think he performed at his funeral. The other song which I liked, which is "Into My Arms," I always feel those two go quite well together. Mm. Um, he sang that at his funeral. So, um, yeah, he's, he's he's a dude. You know what I mean? He's a dude. He's, he's one of those ones. Of, he's one of the artists that I think as as a as a person who loves music like I do that I I, I could easily dip into his work and kind of really get into it. Um, yeah, he's, he's one think, that I, think I, I kind of always think I should know more world. about or I should listen more to. But I think, I think I'd happily, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a massive Nick Hayes and Bad Seeds fan. I know, I know some of their work and this is one of them, but um, I think, yeah, once you get into it, you properly get into get into what it's about. Um, but, yeah, this, this song, you know, it's, it's a beautiful song. It's a lovely song. Um, it's, an, it's a heartbreaking. It's quite. It's, it is sad. It, I can imagine this if you wanted to could be played at your funeral, and it'll be um, you'd have everyone in pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of those just really beautiful. I mean, heart wrenching. Not knowing a lot about the song, but knowing a lot about well, a little bit about Nick Cave. I'm gonna I'm gonna bow down to your your mm. knowledge on this and and say yeah, this we'll put this in as as a better song. Dan. Yeah. Everybody's talking. Should we have a look at our ones we didn't mention? Yeah, I've got... Uh, what, what, what my you obscure not one, I think my obscure one is, my obscure one is uh, Send Me Some Loving um, by wow. Sam Cooke. And the reason I put it as obscure is because it's a song that didn't it didn't do well over here. Um, right. And it did, it did really well in America, but but not very well over here, and not many people know it. And I, and I just think it's a it's a brilliant, well, anything by Sam Cooke. Uh, I think it's brilliant. What was it, love was it called, yours. sorry? Uh, send Me Some Loving. Okay. Yeah, um, return to send. There's quite a few songs that were sent, yeah. isn't there? Um, and also talking. I, mean, obviously I had Don't uh, don't Speak. Uh, well, yeah. no, I didn't have this. This was one of the ones near misses that I could have put in. Don't Speak, by well, no doubt. Lulu's Shout, I thought it could be quite a funny one. Yeah, but I hate <laughs> Lulu, so I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't have put that in. What, I could have gone for it? the Isley Brothers, if you said the Isley Brothers shout. Yeah, I had yeah. my popular one um, was uh, Telephone by Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Which uh, I think is a really, really good song. 
it's a it's a really good pop song. It's a little bit dancey. It was one of the songs I put on the playlist for my wedding. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, you know it's Lady Gaga at her finest, and it and it's it's a great great tune. My my memory song was going to be the the Penguin Cafe Orchestra Telephone and Rubber Band, which was made famous by the one to one advert. Do 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 do. This is that recorded like like a yeah, yeah. dialing tone, which was I think it's used in a lot of adverts, and I think it was a. Um, I mean, I love the Penguin Cafe. I'm going to bring them back at some other point to talk about them, but they're 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 a fantastic band. They're great. Um, Another few that didn't make the list for me, which could have done a little less conversation by Elvis. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm surprised Elvis has not made a mention yet, Jimbo. Um, you've, well, you've I, was gonna, with that. I was going to have... I think there's better Elvis songs out there. I'm holding okay. on to Elvis okay. until there's... Until there's, uh, until there's one... There's a lot to hold on to. It's, it's true. Uh, my 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 guilty pleasure song. Uh, uh, there's, there's, I'll talk about the second one, which we nearly made it. Was George Michael's "Careless Whisper"? I had "Careless Whisper." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's Easy. another one. It's another one for me. Like a uh, little less conversation. That is a great song, but there's I think there's better opportunities to put George Michael in there um, than. Than, than than careless whisper as much as I do love careless whisper I yeah. think there's I'm um, it's another one that's George Michael is in the top pocket until well I'll tell you who didn't get into the pocket was uh was was don't talk just kiss oh right uh, said Fred right right <laughs> said Fred uh, yeah didn't think don't about talk yeah. just kiss they're sure something do the something don't pretend like yeah. you don't know the words. <laughs> you, were okay, deep, you were deeply dipping about right tip really. there I was I, 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 um, another one that another good one that I had that I I, I think is is something or is definitely an artist that you like because we've discussed it before was uh, Sign Your Name by Terence Trent de RB ah oh, now you know I love I know you like, love Terence Terrence, yeah, that, yeah. that album was one of, that album was one of the first albums I kind of I suppose I bought with my own money is I would say about uh, introducing the Hardline by Terence Trent Darby because I'd bought other albums or I'd asked for other albums and had them bought for me like Madness albums and uh, and uh, <laughs> to my shame Five Stars album, um, <laughs> but but like I'd asked for them and had them bought bought for me. But Terence Trent Darby introducing the Hardline, brilliant, brilliant album. Yeah, and that was one I of the first ones that I would did with my own cash. When I went to uh, when we sort of sit when I was at sixth form and I started going out with someone, I, I, we listened to um, she was a fan of Terence Trent Darby. We listened to Vibrator, which is a yeah a really good album. That's when he sort of dyed his hair blonde. Yeah, it? and it isn't delicate off that album. Is that uh, like no, delicate? that's not off that. No, that's not off that. Um, what is delicate? That? That's, is that's holding on to you. Is onto that on that album. Um, what's delicate on? Um, d- interesting know. story about Terence Trent Darby. My wife killed him. <laughs> we were having a discussion about it. was one of those classic ones. We were having a discussion about Terence Trent Darby. <laughs> and I okay. said, he's brilliant. She said, he's dead. I said, no, he's not. <laughs> Terence Trent Darby isn't dead. You know and we had a big <laughs> conversation for ages. He, he has gone slightly mad, hasn't he? He's changed well, he's his changed name. name. He's gone, yeah, he's so gone she, all. Um, <laughs> Right, and the fact that he's dead. Terence Trent Darby is no more. It's now called Sananda Francesco Matreya. Um, Bless you. <laughs> thank you. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, he, my, my wife killed him. Here's one that will make you feel terrible. He's 55, Terence Trent Darby. God's sake. I tell you what, when he used to sing, when you, if you let me stay and do the splits on top of the pops... Brilliant! I love that. That oh, the best. One of the best things about everything, every song off that album was the two backing singers who looked incredibly camp in white vests. <laughs> and as you and I both know, we love a, we love we love a vest. Exactly. <laughs> if you can't if you can't look camp in a vest, don't bother. Just don't bother. Yeah. Back away. Um, uh, so that, right. that was well, there we go. One. So we, we, we're quite a few ones then. That's some, quite some. some yeah. Good ones just up. just one more that I just wanted wanted. Two more on, I want to throw back. in, um, just because I, really, I do really like them, but they were just shy of the list. Is uh, I don't want to talk about it, everything but the girl. Um, oh, nice. Uh, obviously, they covered Rod Stewart with that in his. Uh, didn't he do it in his one of his <laughs> awful covers 
things where he's in the, he's in the suit yeah. with a bow tie undone kind of thing. Anyway, it turns into Bob Dylan. Um, and then another one that I really like is uh, something to talk about, badly drawn, uh, as you say, boy. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one there, Jimbo. Again, um... I had some good fun with this one. I, what I was going to say earlier on that I forgot is I was really struggling and then I sat down and thought, right, what are ways to communicate? And I had to kind of really backtrack it and think of all the different ways to communicate. And once I started finding different things, then I, like songs were just like kind of flying in. Call Me by Blondie was one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Hang on the telephone as well. <clears> yeah. Um, um, one I thought about, because I, I like the way if everyone says about communication, I'll show you through interpretive dance. It's something else. <laughs> um, and I thought, oh, that's a good, that's that, the Rick Astley, the Rick Astley song we were and I talked about, it, dance. All you gotta do is dance. It's your feet. I've 50 albums, so, um, um, but I think Which it might be, Which is a really good album, by the way. But it's a good album. Yeah, we're, well, and I think we're probably gonna talk about him at, another, at a later date for various reasons, but, um, yeah. and look at his song, but yeah, so, um, that could have made the list. Um, but yeah, like I say, once once you get into what is communication, well, we, we could, yeah, dance is a form of communication, so let's have that. That's true. Okay, we could have gone with that. But um, all right, so we got. I think we definitely got four songs better than. We definitely we've got, got four. I think probably yeah, some of the ones that didn't make it, we could have maybe found some more. But we, you know, you pay, you yeah. pays your money, you take your chance. Yeah, take exactly. Your I, like, I, like, I like the idea of digital dice. That makes it a bit kind of neater for us. It kind of yeah. Gets... I think we might have to um, rejig that slightly just because otherwise we end up limited on ones that we just, can say. Just, just true. But, um, you know, but, well, work in progress. Yeah, work in progress. So remember, guys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at the uh, 5 Better Podcast. You can find us on Instagram as well. I'm on Insta, at 5 Better Podcast. It's basically at 5 Better Podcast. You can find us. Cool. All right. Nice one, Jim. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll episode... Uh, let's call this episode 4A, shall we? Because episode 4 kind of didn't happen, did it? But episode yeah. 4A was this. Um, so we'll be back next time for episode 5 very shortly. Yeah, thanks very much and good night. Five better, five better, five better podcast. Five better, five better, five better podcast. <laughs>